1: I will call upon you to do a service
0: for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
0: All right, welcome to the Razzblitz Podcast. I am your host, Matt Bowie, and joining me today, I've got Zach Robinson. Zach, how you doing, man?
1: I am doing just great. How was uh, How did week five treat you?
0: Uh 2 and 3 out of my 5 leagues. I'm just not having the greatest season. How about you?
1: Um let me think. I won in both of my main leagues. I lost in the Rasball Riders league and I'm now third place in that. Um, I I don't even know what I'm at in that league. <laughs> Uh, I think, I'm not sure, I think you're middle of the pack, I think either 5th or 6th, the last time I checked.
0: I haven't taken Galladay out of my lineup in like 3 weeks, (laughs) I'm just so annoyed with fan tracks anymore. But, uh, yeah, so you, uh, how you doing in the, we don't talk much about the Fantasy Duds League, how are you doing in that?
1: I'm actually doing surprisingly well, uh, despite having, uh, Ben Roethlisberger in my lineup, pretty much, just because... He is the only quarterback that I can get. I am third No, I'm sorry, fifth. Fifth out of 16th. Uh that's out of 16, that's not bad. I'm currently 4 and 1. Um so I guess maybe tied for second if we're doing based off of record. Um I'd love to see uh Rasball MB 11th 2 and 3. I think 2 and 3 is just the magic number for you.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> It seems to be how my season's going, but I actually do have some positive momentum going in that league um, with Des Bryant. Uh, I tried JGI after week one uh, for Des Bryant and Ted Ginn Jr., and so far that's been working out. Uh, I was able to get uh, Gallman off of waivers uh, before last week's game, or I think it was, it was either last week or two weeks ago. But uh, that's been working out for me so far. I mean, uh, it's very hard to find a starting running back um, in a 16-team league. So that actually worked out. I kind of like my lineup going forward. All right, so we can move on to the games. Uh, Thursday night, we actually have a really good Thursday night game this week. We have the Eagles and Panthers. uh, Obviously a great matchup for Cam Newton. Um, But what are you doing with uh, Christian McCaffrey right now?
1: I I think you can start him um he did you know get a touchdown last week. I think was it only was it one or did he have multiple scores?
0: It was one touchdown. He didn't score he didn't um gain that many yards. I think he had like five catches for 25 yards or something like that and uh John Stewart's been doing the majority of the work on the ground.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I feared heading into the season that they I think everyone was expecting McCaffrey to be the bell cow running back. And then Carolinas uh, went out and signed uh, Stewart to, I believe another one more year uh, to his contract extension. And, you you know, I I think they're trying to get him involved as much as possible. Um, Especially now that it seems like their offense is clicking with Cam, you know, uh, did really well against new England. And then, you know, did very well last week against Detroit, and what I thought would be a really poor game for him, but it wasn't. Um, in terms of this week, however, you know I think you can start him. the The Eagles' defense—they're giving some production up to running backs. You know, they're they're almost to twenty points per game uh, for the last four weeks, especially you know pass catching running backs. And mm-hmm. you know, I think McCaffrey can be productive. Um, you shouldn't use Thursday night players in the flex, but he's definitely a flex type play.
0: Yeah, like if you're going to play him, put him in your uh, running back two spot or something like that. But yeah, definitely uh, a good rule to go by is never play a Thursday night player in your flex because uh, just in case of injuries or whatnot, you want that flex spot available. Um, on the Eagles side of the ball, Uh, I really like uh, Alshon Jeffrey this week. I th- I like him to bounce back quite a bit. I I don't like Legarrette Blunt too much because I think the Panthers will might be able to get ahead in this game, and Blunt does most of his damage in the second half when the Eagles are on top. But um, Carson Wentz will be chasing Cam Newton, so I like Carson Wentz. Uh, what do you like on the Eagles side of the ball?
1: Yeah, no, I actually really like Alshon. Um, the Panthers still, it looks like they they may still be without um, their two starting cornerbacks, um, Daryl Worley, and, no, I'm sorry, Daryl Worley and James Bradbury are both playing, but their safety, Kirk Coleman, yeah. isn't playing. Right. Um. Jeffrey is a perfect buy-low candidate, just because if you look at his past, uh, matchups he's gone against Josh Norman, Marcus Peters, Janoris Jenkins, Casey Hayward, and uh, Patrick Peterson. That now he gets to play Carolina. This is a perfect opportunity to, you know, go talk to the owner that has uh, Jeffrey in, um, in in your leagues and see if you can get him. Just because I think you know the schedule will get significantly easier you know no place but up for him in terms of strength of schedule last week i i really expected him to struggle against peterson and, and he didn't really do well at all which is why i actually liked uh T- uh tory smith just because you could see that there was chemistry working with uh, Wentz and Smith but now that you know Jeffrey should draw an easier matchup I think Wentz will definitely go back to him
0: yeah yeah I agree 100% so we can move on to the Sunday games um, the Bears and Ravens we can start with uh, the Ravens uh, it looks like Terrence West took back over the majority well i mean he had the majority of the snaps but he got a lot of touches and actually did pretty well with them but i i mean i still like alex collins as well uh what do you make of the ravens backfield situation
1: yeah i i really like uh buck allen um and so does the uh the pigskin onator. I can't pronounce the pig skininator like that just sounds did weird I say name.
0: Terrence West
1: yeah yeah it's all right though I, I knew what you. Were talking <laughs> I, about. I met Buck Allen yeah yeah no but he did play 70 uh over 70 percent of the snaps last uh, last week um he had 25 touches which is perfect And now um, he gets to go against the Bears that have allowed quite a bit of rushing production against opposing running backs. And I think he's a borderline top 10 option this week. Um, Rudy's projections and the pigskin onator uh, really like him to produce. I think he is a top 10 running back as well, um, if I'm not mistaken. And so you can you can confidently play Allen this week in any type of format.
0: So the Ravens are really good against receivers. What do you make of Jordan Howard this week?
1: Um Jordan Howard, are you asking against receivers or running backs?
0: I'm talk- I said the Ravens are really good against receivers, so what do you make of uh, Jordan Howard this week? Uh, do you think it's a big week for him? Do you think the Bears keep the ball on the ground?
1: Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, no, because I think it's a negative game script for Howard, just like it pretty much has been all year. The mm-hmm. Ravens front seven is still good on paper, and while their secondary is good, I, I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball because I don't, while I like the bears defense a little bit up front, um, you know, in the trenches, I don't think their secondary is good enough to ke- uh, keep the bears close in this game. Um, I'm not expecting a blowout, but I'm expecting a situation where they're just going to have to tell Trubisky just to throw it as many times as he can, just so they can, you know, stay competitive. Um, and so yeah, I wrote about Jordan Howard this week in the Rankings Post. I'm low on him. I'm low mm-hmm. on Tariq Cohen. I This is not the ideal environment for them to be uh, fantasy options.
0: Yeah, Tariq Cohen just kind of went away the past couple weeks. Like, I, If you were putting him in your lineups, like I'm, I'm really just not doing it anymore because it seems like Jordan Howard is getting the majority of the snaps, and then Cunningham is uh, somewhat in the mix as well. Um, but the... The Vikings and Packers. Uh, it's going to be in Minnesota this week. I have uh, Aaron Rodgers as my fifth quarterback, and it's just—it's not really a knock on Aaron Rodgers. I just thought four quarterbacks had better matchups this week, you know, including Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees. Um, so, what do you make of Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings? Because the Vikings—they—they they haven't given up a big game to any quarterbacks yet.
1: Yeah. No. I think you make excellent points, but it's Aaron Rodgers, so he's definitely going to be productive no matter the matchup. Um, I I don't want to start the Vikings defense um, in leagues. I I want to start Rodgers. In terms of the the pieces around Aaron Rodgers, I think it's I think I'm I, I'm confident in saying that Xavier Rhodes will and should probably be on Jordy Nelson. Devontae Adams looked really good last week coming back from the concussion, uh, from his concussion. Um, Ty Montgomery uh, practiced in full today. He should... Today, as in Wednesday, he should, you know, come back in this game. I don't think it's the worst matchup in the world for Montgomery. Randall Cobb is kind of like (sighs) a... Randall Cobb is kind of like a what-the-heck flex situation. And I I noticed that you side there. Um, I... I... I don't know. Do you think Aaron Aaron Jones will be the lead, or and they'll just try to work in Montgomery, or are you expecting for him that's, to regain? That's kind of what
0: I said in my Monday post, is it, the Packers, they need to go with Aaron Jones and figure out something else for Ty Montgomery. It, um, it, I it, mean— Passing down back, I mean, the Packers pass a lot, but I mean, third down back, slot receiver, I mean, they run a lot of four receiver sets. Uh, They can find plenty of ways to get uh, Ty Montgomery at least 10 touches uh, while having Aaron Jones as a running back. I mean, Aaron Jones is a talented back. Uh, We knew this when they drafted him. I've been saying that uh, Ty Montgomery was not going to make it through the full season as a starting running back, and I kind of think it, The transition starts this week.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they move towards a split backfield, um, especially for this week. Moving forward, I'm not sure. We'll have to see after this week. But because Montgomery is hurt, or not, or he's coming back from injury, I would expect for them to ease him into the production just because they know what they have with Aaron Jones, which couldn't be said beforehand when we were discussing, you know, if Ty Montgomery should play 90% of the snaps or not, you know, in in the first few weeks of the season. Well, now they know what they have with Jones. It's not a question of his production. He's a talented runner. I would expect a split backfield this week moving forward. We'll just have to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Ty Montgomery was a really good slot receiver. Um, and he they know he can play running back so they can get really creative with him. And like I said before, they can find way different ways to give him the ball. Uh, But yeah, moving on to the Redskins and 49ers, uh, Brian Hoyer's been sneaky good as kind of like a a streamer quarterback, but uh, this is definitely going to be a big Kirk Cousins week against the 49ers defense. I mean, even Jacoby Brissett had a huge game against them uh, this past week. Um, What receivers on the Redskins side of the ball do you like? Uh, Is this a bounce back week for Terrell Pryor? I mean, he did have uh, the touchdown the week before the bye but
1: yeah no so i wrote about this again in the rankings post because they did have a chance to regroup as a team uh, heading into the bye week uh this past week i would expect crowder and Pryor to be more involved because i think it's a goal of this offense to get them the ball and they haven't really done that at all especially mm-hmm. with crowder these past you know four weeks or so now that they fit the bye week, I think they can regroup. I think they can say, you know what, we need to get Crowder and Pryor more involved in this offense. It can't just be, you know, Jordan Reed and, you know, Josh Doxson. While, you know, I think they are perfect complements, um, especially Doxson, to the rest of the receiving core. I would expect them to have bounce back weeks. And when I say bounce back, I don't mean, I'm not saying that Jamison Crowder will go out and, you know, have six catches for, you know, a buck 20 and two touchdowns. I'm just saying, I, I think you can, I think you'll see them, you know, slowly getting increased targets and we might be talking, you know, next Monday night saying, you know, when we're attacking the waiver wire tomorrow or when we're attacking the waiver wire on Tuesday, um, Crowder is a target that is someone you should target because he played an increased uh, percentage of snaps and, you know, they featured him more. They featured Terrell Pryor more. Kirk Cousins, you know, this is what this offense should have been through the first four weeks. Now that they've hit the bye, I think they can execute that, especially when you look at it from the fact that Kirk Cousins is playing against his future team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're not going to let that go, are you? No,
1: no. He's, I think I'm like 98% confident that he's going to end up in San Francisco next year.
0: The Redskins could resign him, but either way. So what do you make of the 49ers running back situation? Bri- or Brita got more carries than Carlos Hyde last week. Do you think that continues? I I mean, uh, Shanahan said that, that uh, Carlos Hyde is going to be the starting running back. But he's going to go with the hot hand, so yeah,
1: and and I believe him on that. In terms of this week, uh, I think you still need to start Hyde with confidence. We're looking at a defense that gives up almost four and a half yards per carry uh, mm-hmm. to the running back position. Um, in terms of uh, Brita, I, I really do believe they will go with the the hot hand approach. Hyde is still the lock. I don't think you should be overreacting and trying to trade away Hyde or trading for Breda. This is one week. Uh, we'll take it one week at a time. If this week, in a plus matchup with a, you know... I don't know about a positive game script because I don't know if they're going to be in control of this game, but in a good matchup, if we see, you know, Breda out, you know, dominating the touches and workload, then I think we can say, okay, this offense, you know, this rushing game is now transitioning to Breda. But until that happens, I think you just need to roll with Hyde.
0: Yeah, I agree. The Lions uh, at the Saints this week. Matthew Stafford on the road with the with the bad offensive line. And uh, Amir Abdullah, Golden Tate. Is there is there anyone you really like on the Lions side of the ball? Keep in mind they are playing in New Orleans this week.
1: Yeah no, I like Stafford and I also like Theoretic. Again and we said yeah this, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we've said this numerous times uh, over the season in games where the Lions should be up early or you know maybe a tougher matchup than normal like not the easiest of matchups and and in games that won't be slugfests. Um, you should start Amir Abdullah with confidence, right? But when we start to talk about games that should be shootout contests, then we can start talking about Theoretic as a PPR flex option. I think he's a great uh, PPR play this week. Um, I'm expecting this game to be high scoring, which probably just because, you know, I think that, <clears throat> because I think it's going to be a high scoring game. It probably won't be. The final score right. will, you know, it probably be. Uh, it will probably be like three to two at the end of the first quarter, like Monday night was. Right. Um. But I think I think we can expect good things from Riddick and this passing game. I like Tate, and that's it. You know, for some reason Eric Ebron isn't being featured in this offense anymore. I don't know where he went, but he's you know he's droppable at this point. Galladay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Droppable. Yeah, I don't know about Galladay. and then <clears throat> excuse me. And yeah, I like Tate. I like uh Oh, I'm on his name. The Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. I like him in deeper leagues. Um and then on the same side of the ball, I think you can start everyone and anyone, especially Alvin Kamara now. That especially you know, Alvin Kamara. Peterson's out of the uh picture and I talked I talked about this on the um on the breaking news piece about Peterson to Arizona. Now that Peterson's out of the picture, this is I I think we can say that this is the Alvin Kamara show in New Orleans, right? I
0: especially in the passing game.
1: He's going to be the yeah.
0: he's going to be the new Darren Sproles, but he can also run the ball.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing too. I wrote and again go to, yeah, please check out the site for the breaking news piece about Peterson, but while Ingram has gotten more touches on the ground than Kamara has, Kamara's done more with the ball in terms of, you know, yards per carry and total touchdowns, right? And Mm -hmm. he produces in the passing game, and Ingram doesn't do that. And... I don't know if anyone has been watching the Saints play in the past two years. It doesn't seem like Sean Payton likes Mark Ingram. Whenever Mark not Ingram, at all. Whenever Mark Ingram starts to perform really well, they bench him. Or not bench him, but he just disappears. And I just, I don't know why. But, you know, again, Kamara, I think, is def- like easily a top 20 running back rest of season.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I I love Alvin Kamara going forward. I wish I I wish I had more stock in him. I only have him in one out of one out of my five leagues. But we can move on to the Dolphins and the Falcons. Do you think this is a week that JHI can actually break out against, you know, sort of a sort of a weaker uh run defense?
1: Yeah, you know, it's tough. I man, this this offense very good right now. Um, <laughs> no, I loved I loved hearing the we want more. I didn't love hearing the we want more. Chats uh, chance at um, in Miami, but in terms of Ajay himself, I I like the fact that they got him the ball a lot last week. But I don't know if this is the greatest of matchups. However, because he does have that you know twenty five plus workload each and every week. You you have to start him. You you can't bench him. When the work when the workload is there, the production will follow, and it's only a matter of time before Not he'll start necessarily. Consistently. I mean, last
0: week he got twenty five carries and seventy five yeah, yards.
1: But eventually, I'm I'm saying that eventually, you know. He'll either get hurt or he'll be. He'll either get hurt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He'll either get hurt or or he'll start uh, producing. You can't give the same running back twenty-five carries each and every week, and you know he won't. You know, and not expect for him to do anything because of the workload. You have to start him, but just make sure you control your expectations about him.
0: Yeah, Devontae Parker's back this week. I'm going to start him. Start Jarvis Landry, obviously. Jay Cutler, I mean, just just get him off your roster if he's still on there. Yeah, on I was th-
1: absolutely crushed when I started him, I think, against...
0: I started him against New Orleans. Yeah, I started was, him against this New Orleans. Bad.
1: And, you know, every, it seemed like the community was high on Cutler uh, heading into the game against New York. Or, I'm sorry, not New York, New Orleans. <clears throat> and then, was it New York and then New Orleans or New Orleans? It was New York, then New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so he
0: didn't do shit neither I, I
1: started yeah I started him against the Jets and it seemed like the community was you know really all together in saying that Jay Cutler is definitely a starting uh, you know a starting quarterback and a streaming option so I'm like okay you know the matchup's good I'm, I'm gonna start him and he does nothing and when I say he does nothing he absolutely does nothing except for like a garbage time touchdown on the last play of the game. Mm -hmm. Right, and then you know I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna drop this guy and you know just forget about it. You know I I have Kirk Cousins in one of my leagues that I was starting uh, Cutler over because it was a tough matchup for Cousins, but now I'm I'm just done. And then he you know draws the matchup against New Orleans, and I'm thinking to myself, well, hmm, this is a really good matchup, like a really good matchup. And so I'm looking at it and I go, "Eh, I'll give one more chance to Jay Cutler. Nope. And I, I'm just done. I'm. It was the. It was probably the most frustrating thing I've ever dealt with as a fantasy owner. What does that say about me as a fantasy owner? A lot. You know, I <laughs> I, I judge things on a week to week basis when I probably shouldn't. But it was so frustrating. It's hard not I'm to just, when you're writing about it. Yeah, I'm, and now
0: I'm way more week to week than I ever was. And next year and going forward oh, this yeah. year, I'm going to try and be more of a more of thinking about it in the in the long term rather than week to week cuz we answer so many lineup questions and so many waiver wire yeah. questions it's it's just hard not to be and that's I've never been like that before so i need i need, need to change my ways
1: god dang it rasball
0: <laughs> all right browns texans deshaun watson's going to have a monster week we both have him inside of our top 5 i think you can get rid of isaiah cruel he's he had 15 carries last, last week and did, you know, 60 yards. And he had a, a terrible fumble. I just don't think he's very good. I, I like Lamar Miller this week. Uh, Will Fuller, I think, is a sell high. I don't think he's going to continue to get two touchdowns a game. DeAndre Hopkins is, is incredible. Do you want Duke Johnson on your team? Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I just based on the fact that they're, the Browns are down early and often against all of their teams, pretty much, and then they're forced to throw it to stay competitive, and that just benefits Duke Johnson, where it absolutely hurts Isaiah Crowell.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like Ricardo Lewis?
1: Uh, if you have to.
0: He got eight targets last week. Yeah, into six and, the, and they'll
1: continue to use him again, just because they'll just throw it to everyone.
0: Do you think they made the right move putting in Kevin Hogan for Deshaun Kaiser, or do you think they they just shot Kaiser's confidence?
1: I think they, more than anything, probably shot his confidence.
0: Yeah, probably wasn't wasn't a good move. I mean, everyone expects him to go, you know, two and fourteen to zero and sixteen, anywhere in that range. Yeah. So you might as well just give Kaiser the reps and see if you have a quarterback. It, it just makes no sense pulling him for. I don't know if the fans were booing or what, but I mean he's a rookie quarterback. He he was a sophomore when he came out. It just doesn't make any sense to pull him out and shoot down a twenty, twenty one year old's confidence. So your Patriots this week. Also Griffin.
1: also really quick in this Houston uh, Cleveland game, I'm I'm starting the more I think about it, the more I'm starting to like Ryan Griffin, right? He's becoming more and more productive. Oh, yeah, right. <clears throat> Excuse me, now that um the the other tight end is gone the door works. yeah cj uh is gone and if we're talking about matchup he probably has the best matchup out of all tight ends just because it is the browns they've given up close to you know 80 yards per game and I believe nine or 10 catches per game and three total touchdowns on the season and when we're talking to, you know that doesn't sound like a lot but when we're talking about tight ends it's everything yeah
0: that's that's a, that's a good matchup
1: so you know I, I like Ryan Griffin as a streamer and rest of season now that you know Deshaun Watson likes to throw five touchdowns a game for some reason I don't know who would do Deshaun that. Watson Stupid.
0: is incredible it's shocking that i had him as one of my one of my top two quarterbacks in this in this draft uh we won't see the other one we won't see patrick mahomes this year but i was really high on deshaun watson when we were writing our draft pieces your patriots against the new york jets before i let you gloat about about your five-time super bowl champs i just want to say that i like elijah (laughs) mcguire I just want to say I like Elijah McGuire this week It looks like he's going to get the majority of the work And I also like Austin and Jenkins I really don't want anything to do with Anderson Or anything uh, on the outside of, of the Jets offense Going against Malcolm Butler, what have you But anything going down the middle of the field against the Patriots I like What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, although it although Powell isn't officially out, I don't believe yet. Um, one of the beat writers for New York, his name is uh, I'm gonna mess up this name, but his name is Manish Meta. I don't know. What are you? Why are you trying this? I don't know. But he said that he's not really expecting uh, Powell to play. And again, yeah, I totally agree with you. I. I like McGuire in this game. I like Austin Safarian Jenkins when we're talking about the Jets' uh, offense. And I got a comment underneath uh, my rankings post today about um, uh, McCown. Matthew
0: Stafford and how garbage he is?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is by far my favorite comment that I've ever gotten. Matt Stanford is effing trash. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For for those of you that don't know, really quick, uh, when I wrote a lion's preview uh, article like in july the top comment who his name is frank something and he's a, he's a pretty well-known rasball commenter right and he I just I've seen tra- him around a lot lately he yeah he i i know that he mostly does baseball and yeah you're right he usually does a lot of football stuff but i haven't probably seen him. pissed
0: at you because matt stanford is fucking trash
1: yeah no but he for some unknown reason and i thought it was absolutely hilarious and i got the comment too while i was in Ireland. Like, randomly, at, like, 5 in the morning, I just see a comment in all caps, Matt Stanford, not Stafford, Matt Stanford is effing trash. And it was just, it was the greatest thing of all time. Um, The second, really quick, I'll make this quick, because it does have some Razzball significance. The second greatest comment I've ever received in my life was to yesterday, in the afternoon... And it was, again, under the rankings post, and it was from Gray, the one and only Gray Albright from, you know, of course, the, the baseball site, founded Rasball, And he said, <clears throat> Hey Zach, is it true William the Refrigerator Perry got his nickname because his favorite episode of Punky Brewster was when she was trapped in a refrigerator? What does that have to do with the rankings post, Matt?
0: You just have to answer Gray's questions, because I, Gray I, has amazing comments, and you just answer them.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that.
0: He's, he's testing you.
1: I just responded with, of course.
0: I think that was a good answer.
1: I, I, I hope so. Um, if I'm not on the podcast next week, everyone just know that it wasn't a good answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyway, um, I got a question asking about Josh McCown and why he wasn't higher in my rankings because they are playing against the, the Patriots. And while the Patriots defense is awful, I don't know if McCown simply has the weapons besides Safarian Jenkins to really put up, you know, production levels that you know, come close to Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton and all these other quarterbacks that have blown up against the Pats. I don't, I think Safarian Jenkins will have a good game, but do I think he can do it by himself and, you know, score three touchdowns? I I, I don't. And if he, uh, again, like you said, I like guys up the middle against the Patriots, but I, I don't think Robbie Anderson can blow up. I don't think anyone else in this offense can really blow up like other offenses have uh, in past weeks.
0: All right. Uh, are you going to talk about the Patriots?
1: Yeah, so... I wanted you to gloat about
0: the Patriots.
1: Yeah, so, oh my god, we suck. We're like 3-2, and two and we have like oh, five so Super Bowls, and like... Bill Belichick's like the greatest quarterback of all time, but does it matter because we're not. Bill unweighted. Belichick's quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. Bill Belichick's like the greatest head coach of all time. And Tom Brady's like go. the there prettiest, the prettiest human being on earth. And I would totally Wait, ask. him. I don't how. think
0: he's that pretty. I think Wait, he has a terrible haircut.
1: <laughs> don't you terrible hate, haircut. don't you hate on the greatest? I know. No, but uh, when we're talking about this team, I like Mike Gillisley. I like, love, I, I love Chris Hogan each and every week just because he is stepping into that. Um, not Julian Edelman role per se, but just he's just becoming a dominant wide receiver. Uh, Guess
0: yeah, who's been ranking him over Brandon Cooks?
1: Matthew Bowie and Zachary yeah. Robinson. Ooh, nice. Un-f- freaking believable. You're, you're having, You're. I just want to say it just for anyone that's listening because I bet you they're thinking it. Matt, you're having a great show.
0: I'm having a great. You're show. You're having
1: a great show, Matt. I just want I just. Am wanted, I usually bad? No, I'm just just like this. Is just like you're just you're just crushing it today. Go Cubs, dude. Go Cubs. I hope they win today.
0: They're losing one to nothing. I'm kind of. Oh, looking the game already my, started. I don't, I don't. know. Yeah, the game started uh, hour and a half ago. We're oh. in the fourth inning right now. I'm just kind of peeking at my phone, which is how I'm. Su- I'm surprised that I'm having a good show. Uh, never mind. That's, that's good.
1: <laughs>
0: that's good that I'm having a good show though.
1: Yeah. No, but. <laughs> I like Hogan. Um, I like Cooks. Gronk is a good play. I don't think this will be a... Even though the Pats defense is bad, I don't think this is going to be a shootout game. I'm expecting the Pats to be dominating in this matchup, so I like Mike Gillisley, and I I don't want to start James White, but if you have to, you can in PPR leagues in deeper formats. I, I
0: can't take James White out of my lineup.
1: Yeah, it's... He's on
0: pace for probably like ninety to hundred catches this year. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah. So yeah, maybe you do have to keep him in.
0: <clears throat> yeah, he's he's a flex spot guy. Buccaneers, Cardinals. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you can stream the Cardinals' defense against them, because Jameis Winston is completely awful. Maybe not completely awful, but he's he's not a QB one. Doug Martin though is an RB one. It it looks like. And yeah. Mike I, Evans. I, is a wide receiver one
1: yeah of, of course Evans I <laughs> I like Doug Martin rest of season a lot however do we really think he'll I I just don't want to overreact to one week you know fresh legs against the Patriots defense who if I haven't mentioned it already <laughs> is not very good um I I like Martin sure but I, I'm interested to see how he does against the Cardinals just because they have a much better defense than New England. And if if they stay patient and continue to feed Martin the ball, we're, it's going to be a huge year for him.
0: So I've been watching Doug Martin for five years now, uh, every, every game that he's played in. This is the Doug Martin that runs for twelve to fifteen hundred yards in the season. Oh yeah,
1: it's it's every other year. I think it seems like he does this. Like one year he'll do terrible, you know, terrible. Then he'll blow up, and then he'll do eh, and then he'll blow up, and then he'll do eh, and then he'll blow up.
0: You can tell what kind of season he's gonna have by what he's doing with first contact, and. First contact against the Patriots he was able to get extra yards and the Doug Martin that gets 400 yards in this season is going down right away after first contact. It looks like he's he's seeing the holes really well this year. Well, so far one game and I mean preseason too. like I watched him in preseason. And he looked really good in the preseason, but he has good vision this year and that is what separates Doug Martin's good years from Doug Martin's bad years. So, that's just kind of what I saw. Um, what do you think of Adrian Peterson for the Cardinals?
1: Yeah, so uh when I talked about this um him for the the breaking news piece, I I, I talked about how I think he'll be more productive in Arizona than he was in New Orleans. However, shocking. How just because he really just needs to run like ninety yards in the next like you know ten weeks for him to be more more productive than right. he was in New uh, in New Orleans. However, just because he's more productive in New Orleans or in Arizona than he is in New Orleans doesn't mean he's a good fantasy running back, right? I think he needs fifteen to twenty uh, touches to stay productive. Here's the problem. First off, the Cardinals offensive line is not good. Um Mm-mm. they and they also just lost their right tackle too. So it's even worse than it was before. Second off, when I think when I when I say, you know, it's easy to say that, you know, oh, of course the Cardinal of course the Cardinals will give Peterson 15 to 20 touches per week. However, no Cardinals running back has gotten more than thirteen carries per game, including David Johnson in the first week before he went down with the injury. Right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's reasonable to expect the old Adrian Peterson in a new situation now where he won't you know, he won't have to compete with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram for touches. I I just don't think it's reasonable to expect that he's now going to be you know an RB three or a four. Is he worth or, and was he worth a waiver wire ad? Sure, like you know less than five percent of your Fab budget. But yeah. I you know in terms of the guys yesterday that were on the waiver wire or should have been, you know, guys like, you know, Marlon Mack and, you know, Breda, if he was still out there is, was he a better waiver wire addition than those guys? No. Um, But he's definitely an option, especially in deeper leagues. Um, But just moving forward, I'm not expecting anything big from him.
0: No. So Leonard Fournette versus the Los Angeles Rams this upcoming week. Obviously, we both like Leonard Fournette. Nothing out of the Jaguars' offense other than that. The Rams, though, it's an interesting matchup. They're going against two of the best corners in the National Football League and A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. What can Jared Goff do to have a productive day? Who can he target? Is he going to target Cooper Cup? Is Todd Gurley going to be able to have a productive day against this defense?
1: Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, you know, when you asked the question, what does Jared Goff need to do to for this offense to be productive? He needs to hand the ball off to... I think I think we should start calling Todd Gurley God at Turley. Just because... You Not know, bad. He was, you know, he did struggle a little bit last week. Not a little bit. He struggled last week. But, you know, he's been a fantasy god up until this point. It's a fantastic matchup um, on paper. They did, you know pretty much limit every aspect of the Pittsburgh offense last week. Shocker. But, yeah, you know, I was expecting bigger things from Le'Veon Bell just because I don't think this rush defense is as good as their secondary. In terms of the passing game options, I don't really think you should start anyone just because, you know, it is Bouye and Ramsey. Um, I'm expecting Ramsey to be on Watkins just because of the size, advan- you know, um, the size uh, correlations. And then, Bouye to be on Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'm not starting Goff. I'm not starting any of the receiving options, but Todd Gurley I'm sorry, God Turley is I think my number one no, he is my running uh, number one running back this week.
0: Yep, I'm doing that for the rest of the season. Todd Gurley number one.
1: It's yeah, it's you're you're playing with house money when not you're you know, I don't think yeah. that's the right analogy. I it's I don't know. I tried it's something like I that. I tried I'm not having a good show. <laughs>
0: That's okay. That's what I'm here for. I can always carry the team <laughs> on my shoulders. Uh, the Chargers and Raiders. Amari Cooper. You don't want to start him. Michael Crabtree. You do want to start him. It sounds like Derek Carr is probably going to be back this week. Which,
1: you know, the the funny thing is, I did not expect Crabtree to have a good game at all. If he can score twenty points in a PPR with EJ Manuel wow, 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 can he, you know, he can just do amazing things with the football when Carr is he's, there and He's a good wide receiver. He's a really good wide receiver. And, and I know Cooper is not. No, but it's funny, though, because I still think he's a good buy-low candidate for just... Because he can't be this bad. And it's, oh, he can that's, be. That, yeah, I understand that's such a flaw. last year. <laughs> I understand that's... But but that was Jacksonville. This is Oakland. Ooh. You know, Oakland is head and shoulders above in terms of offensive production than Jacksonville. Yeah. But, I mean, I just... I doesn't mean
0: Blake Bortles wasn't throwing the ball 20, 30 yards down the field.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good point. But this sounds like a really uneducated hot take, but Amari (laughs) Cooper can't be this bad moving forward again and again. He dropped
0: the ball a lot in college. He dropped it a lot his rookie year. He he improved last year. I, I he just, sucks. He sucks in the red zone. Am I expecting?
1: Uh. Am I expecting Cooper to have a fantastic year? No, but,
0: but he's not. I think,
1: this bad. But I. Do I think he's absolutely worthless? No, I think you can either add him and just stash and hope, or you know, g- give your give someone else like Isaiah Crowell for Cooper. Give someone like just just get Amari Cooper on your fantasy team because he really is almost free at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a
1: good and point. just stash and hope.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yesterday I pulled the trade. I got uh, Keenan Allen and I gave up Wayne Gallman and Devontae Parker. As, so hey, I'm going to be running. Not no, not at all. I'm going to be running out Keenan Allen and Mike Evans in a two-receiver league. That with, is
1: how it is played.
0: Yes, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Steelers and Chiefs. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is horrible. He's but probably, probably going to
1: put up negative yes. five points. Just no, because I was it thinking, is on I the road. He's
0: going he's to have a good game. No, I think he's no. I don't hate him rest of season. I don't Uh,
1: hate him rest of season, but it's on the road, which is the worst thing that can ever happen to Roethlisberger, and it's against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That is not a place you want to play on the road.
0: No, but you're starting Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, Martavis Bryant... Maybe in your flex spot. It, no, uh, I
1: think it's be, it's becoming Juju Smith-Schuster as as the wide receiver, too, in the uh, offense, isn't it?
0: Martavius Bryant's still getting targets. Sure, I think he's but, still getting more targets. uh
1: Smith-Schuster is just producing more than he is.
0: Martinez Bryant's face or standing outside, or he's on the outside a lot, And what I think is happening is Ben Roethlisberger likes to look at Antonio Brown's side of the field more than Martavis Bryant's side of the field, obviously. And that seems to be where Smith-Schuster is lining up. This might be, like, a horrible take, but it's just kind of, like, what I've seen. And so I just don't think Martavis Bryant is getting as many looks as he should be getting. But he's... I mean, he's still getting targeted five to seven times a game. (sighs) He's... Yeah, he's so talented. It's just really he is. frustrating. Yeah, no, it's he really is, frustrating. And
1: I, I believe I forget what the specific matchup is, but a couple weeks ago, it you know, was this close away from hitting Bryant for like yeah. a seventy-yard touchdown. Right. We this I, I feel like we would ha- be having a different conversation if he scored right. because just his you know season totals would be much different. But yeah, he's talented enough. But no, I think what you said about you know, how uh, Smith-Schuster lines up with Brown versus, you know, Martavis. I just, yeah, no, it's it's peculiar, but for this specific week, I think the only person you're starting, the only two people you're starting in this offense are Bell and uh, Brown. You're avoiding pretty much everyone else, just because I think it's the worst situation to be in for Big Ben.
0: Yeah, it's pretty obvious who you're starting on the Chiefs. We can move on to Sunday Night Football. Uh, Wayne Gallman is who I would start on the Giants, and Evan Ingram probably. Just if if that's your best tight end option, I'd, I'd go with Evan Ingram on the Broncos side of the ball. Who do you like this week?
1: I like CJ a lot just because the Giants' uh, rush defense just doesn't you know hasn't really done a good job to this point. I don't really know why Demarius Thomas is struggling a bit to start the season, but I I don't hate the matchup for Thomas and Sanders. Uh, Simeon's, you know, in deeper leagues, sure. Um, And then again, on the Giants' side of the ball, it really is only Gallman and Ingram. Um, I don't want to start Manning at all. And then, you know... This I just feel so bad for this organization just to deal with you know pretty much all of their receivers going down for the season. Is is I know Marshall and Beckham are out for the season. Is Shepard out for an extended period of time or is it the season? Shepard? yeah, I Starling think she,
0: there's a there's possibilities back this week. Okay, so there's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, I I don't know if he's probable. He's probably highly questionable. I know Brandon Marshall's out for the year. I know Odell Beckham's out for the year.
1: Yeah, this offense, I I think Manning's droppable easily if you haven't dropped him already. Um, There's no reason to hold on to him. In certain matchups, sure, you can start Shepard, but not against Denver this week, no.
0: All right, Monday night. Colts versus the Titans. Are you expecting Mariota to come back this week?
1: Yes, because I think they're expecting him to come back after they gave him, you know, know, well, they didn't give him a week off, but he didn't make it uh, last week. I believe the report initially now is he'll be a game time decision for Monday, but, you know, because they do get that extra day of rest, I think we should see Mariota. And I like Mariota a lot. Obviously, when Marriott is in, this passing game is, you know, great. Um, in terms of Henry and Murray, you know, you're starting uh, DeMarco, probably not Derek Murray, although, you know, anything can happen against this defense. Um, and then on the Colt side of the ball, Marlon Mack did really well, but is Marlon – is Mack going to be the – he's not going to dominate carries. like he. no, he,
0: no. He, it, it, but he is going to he's going to split more of the work with yeah. Frank Gore.
1: Yeah. And is he talented. I like Marlon Matt. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, so I'm good. saying is he, you know, is he talented more than Gore? Yes, of course. Um, oh, so it was rhetorical. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right there. <laughs> um <laughs> And then in terms of this passing game, I like, you know, Hilton and you know, it's Doyle's. I think Doyle should be back Doyle this week. Doyle rules. I think I think Doyle should be back this week. You know, it's a good matchup for him. The secondary is just not the greatest, so it's definitely exploitable. Um, and yeah, you know, that's what I have to say about that game.
0: Yeah, I uh, I like I I like the possibility of Andrew Luck coming back next week.
1: Next week, as in this upcoming week, not the week on after? Monday night, but the week after. I, I especially just especially if seeing... the Colts
0: win. Yeah, because this yeah. division is such a shit show, and is if the Colts the, are three, is it though? <laughs> it's it's a shit show. No, but Especially not season.
1: Well, uh, J I mean,
0: Watt's out and Whitney Merciless yeah, their is defense out now. Is... So if the Colts are three and three, and I don't
1: know, I still I still keep seeing reports that like you know from ESPN dudes that he's not he's not going to be back until like you know November December.
0: Mm, we'll see.
1: Yeah. But you three and make three Colts, it, man, good, I don't know. Yeah, you make a good point, though, because although the Texans' offense is good and the Titans' offense is good, and even the Colts so far, their offense is good, their defense, all of their defenses except for Jacksonville, is just, uh, just, just terrible. Like, honestly, it wouldn't yeah. shock me if Jacksonville wins this division. Yeah. it Just based on the fact that their defense is not only, you know, I think second best in the conference behind Denver.
0: I can agree with that.
1: So just based off of that, and Fournette's just an absolute beast thus far. You know, I'm expecting Jacksonville to win the division. But you're right. I if the Colts are competitive, why wouldn't you bring in Luck?
0: Yeah, uh, he's not getting any any younger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) expecting him. He's not going to finish his career in Indianapolis. Nah. He's the, by the time his contract is up, which I don't know when that will be, he's going to. It will eventually set in that he's never going to win a championship while Ursay and, you know, Pagano are still in that offense or uh, in that organization. I agree. Ursay's such a Our, mess, dude. That's just, but that's just me as a uh, as a Pats fan. I'm just biased. <laughs> I know.
0: You're just you're just upset. You'll five, never forget. You'll never forgive him for you know, Deflate Gate.
1: Well, we have five Super. We suck.
0: Go for Super mm.
1: My name, is <laughs> I'm uh, the All numbers. right,
0: that, that's enough. I need to watch the, I need to watch the, uh, the Cubs game. What, what's the so? It's still one to nothing. Nats. Wilson Contreras is on second base. Nice. It in the bottom of the fourth. So check our workout on Rasball. Where can you find, uh, yourself on uh, Twitter?
1: You guys can find me on Twitter at Razball underscore Zach.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Razball underscore MB. All right. Peace out. Peace